Welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four season card holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. This week we discuss the disappointing 29-38 home defeat against Quinns. Once again it was a tri-fest and once again we came out on the wrong side of the result. We'll also look ahead to the upcoming games against Bath in the Cup and the trip to White Hart Lane to take on Saracens. All this and more on this week's show. I'm Tony and I'm joined by Lee, Pete and Rip Cole-Clark for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, gentlemen, this is quite unusual. Sunday games, uh, we haven't seen many of those. And we are literally back at Lee's place probably half an hour after the game finished. So... Mm. uh, Lee, thanks for uh, thanks for hosting us, man. You're this welcome. Is, this is this is like live and unrehearsed, isn't it? Feels like Shrove Tuesday, to be honest. Because <laughs> I I feel after that I feel absolutely flat as a pancake, Three. to be honest. Too. But no, it is uh, it is a bit different for us, isn't it? I mean, it, I, I was open. I had anticipation of us being uh, celebrating a victory over Quinns, but it wasn't to be, was it? But we're here anyway, aren't we? We, we are here. We We've just had a little detour to the uh, the off license on North Street, our, our favourite little uh, shop there, and. Uh, Pete, you you were you were over in Bath, weren't you, uh, last week, uh, yesterday, watching the England game? Yeah, I was, I was a week too late. When I oh. turned up at the racket, it was all closed up, so I thought, oh, I'll go watch the England game instead. Uh, yeah, it's now a little, uh, little birthday celebration for a mate, um, and we went over to Bath, went to the Pig and Fiddle, sat there for about eight hours, came home. <laughs> but, uh, of all the places to go, Eighteen, I think that's where Pete... His spiritual home is, isn't oh, it? It drew him, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It just felt it felt cold there, you know. It felt distant, but yeah, it was a it was a, it was a good it was a, it was a, it was something I haven't done for a long time. I wouldn't call it an all dayer. I'd call it a kind of a half day afternooner. But yeah, it was was back in bed by half ten. Cut that. And uh, Rip Cole Clark is here, and the Duchess came along to the game uh, today. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the last game I'll ever take her to, to my first uh-huh. to the boys. She commented that I was a bit too negative in the second half. How can anybody accuse you of being negative? <laughs> when we were when we were losing with a minute to go, had no hope of scraping anything but one point. She said I was so negative. So I packaged her on, packaged her home, put the dinner on and come back for obviously a, a little chat about rugby. It's different from those days when she used to follow you around the frisbee golf courses of the uh, the UK. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Now she just ditches me to go and have frisbee, dinner. A frisbee groupie. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, uh, let's talk about it, boys. It's still raw. Lee, um... <laughs> oh great! I get the first. I get the first ten minutes. The way Dave cheers, mate. Before you forget it all, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll give you the first three minutes. Um, they scored two tries. They did. <laughs> they did, and they were really well taken. And to be fair, Quinns came straight out of the blocks, didn't they? And I mean, they, they, you know, there's there's a reason they won the title last season. Um, and you know, uh, us as Bristol, Bristol fans, we kind of thought, well. You know they've got a big, you know a lot of their big players out, but actually their second team isn't so bad as well, is it? And they absolutely flew out of the blocks. And full credit to them. I mean they they took us, well they really took us to the gleaners in the first five minutes, and we were all, we were already starting to dread when that dread was starting to kind of slip in, thinking, oh this could really be a, a pasting this yeah. afternoon. But I did say to you, didn't I, that that traditionally we seem to. Crack up a 20, 
thirty point lead yeah. and then lose. So maybe we were trying to give them a head start tactically, yeah. and then then it was us on the comeback. I, I think we were trying to double bluff them, weren't we? We thought, well, cool, go on, boys, you have a twenty eight nil head start, and then we'll we'll come back. But, uh, yeah. but no, yeah, two, two tries down really quickly, and then I, I I thought, well. To be honest, we hadn't played that badly either, had we? You know, it was it was, it was well, early. We hadn't played much at all. <laughs> no. Well, I thought the way I thought the way we ran out on the pitch was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Grizzly looked good as Grizzly well. Grizzly was good. Yeah, the, the mascot was you know brilliant. I mean, to be honest, Lee, the the first two tries were quite opportunistic, weren't they? Really, I think one of them was. I think it was a penalty coming, but it kind of they missed past it, and then Murley got hold of it, and you know he gassed around the outside, and fair play to her. And then the other one was that interception that mm-hmm. we were all a bit bemused about, and we, because we've not had a chance to to have a look at any highlights, it, it seemed seemed we thought there's a knock on in the, in the yeah, yeah in, like in it, the build up yeah. to it. But anyway, it was what it was. So um, yeah, as, as rightly said, we haven't really got started, had we? And then Miles, um, you know, just as we thought it might be a cricket score, we uh, eight minutes. Captain Fantastic goes and uh, goes and scores. And boy, didn't he do well? To, Absolutely, to absolutely. To yeah, he was almost like a sort of a second winger out on the, in the Dolmond. Um, did a lovely little intercept. Well, that took took the ball and a little twist at the end and dive over the line with a lot of power. And I think at that point we thought. Yeah, yeah, fair play. You know, I know we're two tries down. We're now back to one within one, um, and things were looking a bit rosier at that point. Up until the point that Stephen Nuatua <laughs> then went off yeah. injured. Uh, what a couple of minutes later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then uh, just just as we thought, oh no, it ain't going to be our day. Uh, we go and score another try. Yeah, was the, that? I'm trying to remember what it was. Was that the Atwood try? No, that right. was that was Sam Jeffries. It was Jeffries on the over, wing, wasn't it? On the wing. Yeah, 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 yeah that was yeah, a good yeah. try. That yeah, a really good try. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think when we were 14 nil down, I think I said to you that you know the atmosphere was a bit flat, understandably, and it almost felt like Quinns had kicked us back into lockdown, didn't it? Because it was like you could almost hear the players talking yeah, to each other. Yeah, that's right. You know, we were just deflated. Uh, you know, nobody really assumed that would happen, but. But uh, fantastic that that we didn't last long, and yeah, it was a great try, and um, yeah, back in it, fourteen all. It's a bit like starting starting again. Um, and Jeffries, though, I mean, yeah, he, got, he, he did. I know he came off injured, you know, but he pulled back a bit yeah. off it, didn't he? But, but he is a class operator, and he really is. I mean, you know, this is a guy that was out for, for what two years, and he's come back into the fold, and he's playing seven. He's playing well. I thought he was playing eight as well a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Obviously, got that wrong, but he is a class operator he's, and he's a thoroughbred. He is. He yeah. is absolutely. Uh, but we could see him hobbling back mm. when the yeah. uh, when Sheedy was lining up the kick, and uh, that was it. He didn't uh, didn't make it. You could almost see Dave Atwood's head in his hands, thinking, "Oh my God, I've got an eighty minutes." <laughs> <laughs> No, no breather for me at half time or he was about 50 minutes. That's contact. He was tight, Pete tight. surgeon, wasn't he, about yeah. his knees? He was, he was tightening up the bandages, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Joycey was still eating his pork scratchings as well. <laughs> he suddenly had to get his uh, tracksuit off. <laughs> and uh, then uh, 17 minutes, they go and score. I mean, it really was oh. you score, we score, you score, yeah. we score. Yeah. Um, Ding uh, But then, uh, let me come to you, Miles. Um, uh, so, so, so they scored to take the lead again, and then big Dave Atwood 
storms over, wasn't it? Did you? Oh, I mean, did, class! He, 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 he ripped the ball off one of our players, yeah, he did. didn't he? He, he did. did. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, yeah, you're right. I thought it was just a pass, and it looked yeah, it's a little bit suspiciously forward. But fair enough, he ripped it out and dived over. Um, it's pretty much under the sticks, wasn't it? Yeah. An easy kick for uh, for Sheedy, but he was delighted. And then you know, strolled back to the halfway line, really looking like a king. Then so I thought, and brilliant, also, Big Davies back. If if you if you know. Obviously, we've read certain, you know, notes in the rugby paper today. And if someone's, you know, asking for a contract, I hope Big Dave uh, def- certainly put his name on the on the sheet, didn't he, for that? He did. I, I think the problem is, though, if if you've had a full page spread in the rugby paper saying you haven't heard whether you've got a contract, mm. I don't know if that's going to help your chances in convincing Pat. To, to, to give you a contract and I mean I was going to talk about this this yes. later but it's, it's a good opportunity yeah. now um, with the reduced salary cap Dave Atwood 35 locks probably isn't the weakest position no. that we've got you know do you think don't get me wrong if there was if the salary cap was at the full amount yeah I'd absolutely give him another year but are there positions that we need to strengthen and that his probably quite considerable mm-hmm. salary could go towards? Uh, well, I think we've already identified that. I mean, Pat's ident- uh, identified John uh, Hawkins already, hasn't he? As yeah. being, uh, you know, one of the future players, you know, in the second, in the second row. Um, and I agree with you. I think if salary cap wasn't an issue, Big Dave Atwood would, would always be someone you would look to sign. But... You know, things are a changing, as mm, Dylan would say. It was pretty explicit in that article, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Paper. I mean, he was saying he wasn't leaving much to imagination. He was saying he's got a, an alarm on his phone every morning to remind yeah. him to text Pat. Yeah. He said he's got a mortgage, he's got kids, and doesn't know what he's doing in three mm. months. And yeah. and it was a, it was quite a heartfelt uh, piece of come and get me to somebody but but of course he did allude to the fact that he's he's done his law conversion course as well which is very sensible but actually it was an interesting article to read because you did did make you think a little bit didn't he that these boys you know they they do that all their life and as he said he said I've been playing I've been training all week for you know 15 years Mm. and my contemporaries who didn't play rugby have all got Solid careers, so uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see how that pans out. But he certainly, he certainly uh, did himself some justice for something today, didn't he? Well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he might have a little career advertising with Vespa. I mean, did you see that little picture of him down in the docks advertising <laughs> the European <laughs> kit earlier in the year? Well, he looked quite dapper with his briefcase and uh, I mean, I hat said, on. I, I, the few times he's spoken after games, he's always sounded pretty articulate. So I do wonder whether, even though it's a crowded marketplace, I wonder whether he. Oh, well, you'd like a bit punditry. You'd like the thing yeah. so though, wouldn't you? As a as a lawyer, be able to, to be able to talk. But but back to the original question: yeah. mm. that would you give him another contract? Would you give him another contract when we know the salary cap is down from six point three or six point four, whatever it was, to five? Is lock a priority with the players that we've got? Yeah, it's, I, I mean personally, for me, it'd be a no because I think we've got enough cover. Uh, that I think we, you know, like I say, lock's not a, a position that we, right. we we necessarily have to worry about. And as great as Big Dave has been for us, I, th- I think that we have um, players coming through. Yeah, yeah. So um, they they score a try. Uh, I think on the half hour makes it nineteen twenty six. 
Um, but it did, Pete, it felt like a game that was going to ebb and flow, mm-hmm. that they were going to score, we were going to score. And then, of course, the pantomime villain, him, villain himself, yeah. Danny Kerr, after a game, what seemed like a long review yeah. from yeah. the uh, referee, got the yellow card. Right decision or wrong decision to uh, take the kick and go for the line out, or should we popped over three points? Well, I mean, in hindsight, it was the wrong decision, wasn't it? Because uh, we... Um we pushed the line out and, and, and unfortunately that wasn't the first time but I don't know it's difficult I, part of me wondered why we didn't take the scrum because they had no scrum out or they had they had nice the scrum half off, off. Hmm. Um, maybe they wouldn't have put you know and you, you know five metre out you get a solid scrum off the base yeah. uh, back. it just seemed given our tendency this season to not be as efficient and ruthless on that on that sort of type of attacking line out that, that maybe and, and as rightly as you said Tony I mean even the option of it was option of taking the three points uh, yeah. just to just to tick it over um, so yeah I mean I think clearly it was the wrong decision in the sense that we didn't get anything out of it but it was good to see Danny Kerr go off trudge off now I mean <laughs> yeah. he's thinking you know he's probably thinking about how he's going to justify it on his podcast and on this and on that and uh and as we shouted, it was a bit unfair. We shouted, "Tell him to keep his hair on, didn't we?" We all laughed at that. But also, you know. also, I mean, you're right. The, the driving wall hadn't been working brilliant. Well, I mean, it had, hadn't yeah. it? But the lineup hadn't. And then we it had works one in every two. Didn't yeah, it? but we had a man over in the back, so they had yeah. no scrum half. Yeah. So why, you know, the, if they didn't go for the three, why didn't we spin it? Would have. But the spin it is, wide to the backs, and we would have had a man over. It, it, the, yeah, the reason why we're set debating is because. Happened at Worcester, didn't it? And it's, you know, yeah. when we yeah. these we might be unfair. You might go across the season and say, well, actually, on balance, you know, it balances out. But it's just those little moments we remember as fans, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you know, we've had a lot of those was. moments yeah. to remember, haven't we? Yeah. That's the thing. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it stayed nineteen twenty six at half time, and um, uh, John Afoa came on uh, after the break. It was good well, to see Big John back. It was, but I mean, we were all excited, but there was no one more excited than the Duchess. The biggest beaming smile on her face when Big John came on the pitch. No. Uh, yeah, you're right, because I think the last time they, their pals met, uh, the Duchess was giving him a kiss in the sports <laughs> bar. I always thought this is funny how the Duchess has got this thing about John Afoa, because he couldn't be any more opposite to her, uh, her current husband, could she? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I quite know I think that's what's a going on be, there. Well, I, I think don't that's know, a yeah. a lot. <laughs> In many ways, I've heard. Um, but having said that, I thought, um, I mean, he came on for Jake Armstrong, mm-hmm. and I thought Jake Armstrong would oh, have had a good first half. I think at yeah. one, one point he was looking like he was going to, he was, he kind of threw a shoulder, yeah. didn't he? And I thought he was going to kick the ball <laughs> out from the R22. We christened uh, it the Jake Jink. Yeah, yeah, yeah twice. I think twice yeah. that happened in that, in that first half. I think yeah. he's like, boys, I'll be first receiver. Don't worry, you know, I've been up to Scotland, I've learned something, I've come back, I've put a bit of, uh, got my hair done. And, well, uh, I brilliant. mean, in, in all fairness, you know, all joking aside, actually, we haven't seen the best of Jake Armstrong because he's not, he's never no, been no. without injury, has he? Yeah. So, I mean, it just goes to show, actually, with a run of, you know, games in the team, maybe this guy it's, can it's like play. It's like him and Alapat, Alapat we're going to come on to, but it's like they, they both, 
it's the second wind, isn't it? They're, they're having a second wind in the squad. Yeah. And the golden uh, goals. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah um, but we didn't have to wait long. Uh, the Brinoceros went over, didn't he? And uh, uh, scored the try. And then Callum Sheedy added a penalty shortly after that. So we edged in front. Yeah. We were taking a three-point lead. Um, things were looking pretty good. I thought at that point... Actually, are we just going to just keep chipping away? Are we actually going to uh, dress, nudge in front mm. and, and, and hold out? And then, uh, if I come to you, Lee, the, there was the Fitzharding yellow card. Mm. Now, your view on that. I mean, I think the referee drove us all a bit nuts and why he needed, I don't know, what was it, five, six, well, seven minutes yeah, to, like to, to look at that over and over and over again. I'm not quite sure. Your yeah, on that, <laughs> I mean, like, I thought by you know by the letter of the law, I think it was a yellow card. Um, but I, I totally agree how it took so long, and you know I think we'll probably get on to uh, Craig Maxwell Key's performance, you know, in, in due time. Yeah. Um, but how it took that long to make that decision, and it was, I it, it was ridiculous, wasn't it? And and that kind of. You know, on the scheme of things, the last few weeks we've we've seen some terrible tackles. Mm. You know, this one was a yellow card, admittedly. You know, it was by the letter of law, but there was, it, was mitigation. Was I would say he as was well. dipping so I, low, and, and again, the point we made: if it takes that long, mm-hmm. it can't be. It, it wasn't well, conclusive. No, that's right. Well, I think but by I, the letter of the law, it was contact to head. Mm-hmm. So the it, it, was there a mitigation for it yeah. to be a yellow? To me, that was clear from the very first replay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a red. He was starting mm-hmm. to go down. It was contact to head. It should have been a yellow card. Make the decision. Make yeah. the decision. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Job done. Yeah. But, but, you know, they were playing it over and over and again. And then, then they, the, the referee seems to be looking back and holding on penalty, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, then, and then it was just when that big... Big cloud came over and started raining, didn't it? it was. Was, I mean, joking aside, I mean, all the players were getting cold, and yeah, they were. Yeah. I mean, that's not good for them. You know? and, and from that point on, it did. Be, for me, anyway, I, I felt it did become the the Craig Maxwell Keith show oh, because yeah. it, it, you know we just had incident after incident after that that um, initial um, you know yellow card for Fitzharding. It was it was an it shocking display, really. Mm. Well, I can remember. Was it? I can't remember. Was it in the first half where uh, they they had a penalty just inside their half, and he he you know they were inside our twenty two uh, and lost the ball, but we went all the way back. And I think Pete, you mentioned yeah. it at the time. We need to get some better clarity around you know when advantage is over. Yeah. Because for me, with that incident, and sorry if we're jumping around in the the kind of timeline, <laughs> but. That was absolutely the advantage was over. They were attacking us yeah. in the twenty-two. Mm. They'd oh, gone right. a quarter of the length of the pitch, yeah, and then we got the ball, didn't? It? And it was all pulled back. It was well. It was the facts were it was from the penalty was given inside their half, yeah, and they had the ball inside our twenty-two. So like well you know you could say he, they'd gone beyond they were in the third oh, zone. Well, it was right. a hell of an advantage, wasn't it? Their yeah. half, our half. R22. It, it was almost and like we were waiting to score. And it was their mistake. You know, it, wasn't, it wasn't like it was. Oh, it was. Well, it was, like it was a loose pass there, from there them. Was, so it's like yeah. they had the. They had, anyway, you're right. It's, and, uh, but we had a lot of those decisions, didn't we? Yeah. They the all went against. I mean, I don't know how many phases you need to give up to then, uh, you know, go back. It's and, funny though. In the second half, because I know we're jumping around, but 
we he did tighten up a bit on the on the, uh, on the advantage because I think we had the ball a couple of times. He was relatively quick to identify uh, that there wasn't. Anything. But yeah, I mean, it's it's it didn't change the game, but it's it's very frustrating. Well, he wasn't very quick on when you're a fan. Players holding on to the ball was he from Quinn? Well, on the offside as well. Yeah, how many how many oh. offside too? It was it was all day long, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, but, from but the kickoff. The lino's got to take some responsibility yeah. for that. He should be in his ear saying yeah. they're offside. They're offside. Yeah. I mean, it it does seem that. And again, we 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 are talking emotionally, aren't we? After the game, having lost, but there's a few times where we made those breaks uh, in certain parts of the game, and you know you you you're in on the front foot. You're looking for a quick ball, and it, it just seems very it seems unbelievable that they're back on side so quickly and yeah. slowing it down. And it, it, I don't know. It just it just seems to me that if you're a ref, you've got to be refing, anticipating what's going on. So when you see Piers O'Connor make that break, and you see some, and then you see us rucking. The first thing you're really thinking about is the offside. You've got to be thinking: Have those boys got back? Have Carlin's yeah. got back on side because they're all running back? Yeah. And 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 you know that that should be you should be anticipating what they're going to do to slow the ball down because that's exactly what any mm. pack of fours are going to do. They're going to yeah. slow the ball down, mm. and they slow the ball down illegally or legally, and it just seems odd. But yeah, so so after Fitzhardin's yellow card, I think Tiff came on for Callum, which was quite. It was about sixty-four minutes. Um, but yeah, it was a long break. The players were cold. The rain started coming in, uh, and then they go and score. Um, and then you know we 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 kind of you're still feeling we're going to be in it uh, in it, Lee. Uh, but then Luke Northmore goes over on 72 minutes. Uh, the conversion's kicked. They're all of a sudden nine points ahead. And, you know, you've got to... I think we all started thinking then, well, that's it. I think there were still, what, there were still six, seven minutes left. Yeah, um, I mean, I certainly thought that was it because obviously I was sat next to Miles. <laughs> and uh, as, as the Duchess has already said, he was Mr. Negative at all. So... So yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it was it at that point. You just kind of felt like everything was kind of all gluing together to, you know, for, 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 for us to was, yeah, for us to, to lose that game. Um, but 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 then you know we did have a couple of penalties, didn't we? Mm. And I think the second one, right, it might have been 35, 40 meters out in front of the post. I turned to you and said, "Let's take the three points." Yeah. There's a minute and a half left on the clock mm -hmm. we'll get, get the second losing bonus point yeah. and they're going to kick the ball back to us yeah. but we didn't we didn't do it and, no. it, 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 we just, and that, it, that is the game management that we keep talking about week after week after week and like to us sat in the, in the stands it was a, it, that was a basic wasn't it mm. I mean let's kick the three points get the ball back and let's have a go but we just don't ever seem to do it and, and I don't know what Again, we're talking about leaders on the field. I mm. don't know who was who was making these decisions, these wrong decisions, that constantly, constantly. You well, know. Did, did you see the pre? You know, the first penalty that was further out. I mean, Tiff Eden was <coughs> looking to the stands you, yeah, to see see yeah. what the the call was. You yeah, know, exactly. that's where we miss the Lua Tours, don't you? That, that yeah, we all take yeah. control. That 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 kind of leadership. Yeah. Um, and then, well. We butchered it, didn't we? We kicked down into the corner and Miles, I think, how many times were we in the red zone? Line-out didn't function or, you know, we just didn't quite 
click, did we, when we were there? No, it, it didn't seem to work for most of the match. Well, I think most fans would agree, most of the season, our red zone efficiency uh, feels like one of the poorest in the Shocking. league so far, doesn't Shocking. it? I mean, we constantly get, you know, um, penalty put in, you know, a throw in at the five metre line. That's, you know, it should be a given, shouldn't it? Strong attack, um, a big pushover, but you're right, we just butcher it time and time again. We saw that late on in Bath, didn't we, when we could have changed the course of the match. And it happened again here. We are, I don't know, you're right. If that's not working well, we should have just taken three points. And it's just a bit of a disappointment in our game plan. As far, one thing I did write down is that, with, and I think I'm right, with 25 minutes to go, mm. it was when we were 29 26. Mm. So we didn't score mm. any after points that. After mm. that. So despite being in some serious positions, and that, you know, some of it's unlucky, some of it's not all our fault, some of it's that we're screaming at the ref saying, They've got to be offside, why aren't you giving it? They're slowing the ball down. But that is quite telling as well, isn't it? That, and, and for not for decision-making as well as execution. It's quite telling that, that it's not the first time this season, is it? Yeah. it it's no, it's no. Like, like the umpteenth time that we've, we've already... I mean, it's, it almost feels like we talk in the pod and we go over the same old stuff again and we don't want to yeah. be doing that do we? we we want to be talking about us changing things I mean, and it's exciting the, the moments that we get there yeah are very exciting I mean there were some amazing breaks in that second half various well, players well we had the you know when Sammy was just his ass yeah. was in touch wasn't it it wasn't, oh, wasn't yeah. his foot it was just his yeah. one <laughs> cheek <laughs> if he clenched his <laughs> cheek a little bit tighter yeah. we would have scored you know that try yeah. got, got yeah. Uh, taken off but how how they weren't offside when yeah, we were pounding their line you know you have to be behind the line yeah. and, and clearly they weren't but you know at, at the end of the day you know some of the decisions by the referee was questionable but You've still got to take your own chances, yeah. aren't, haven't you? And there were many chances that we had that we just didn't convert. So, so let's look at some of the performances. Pete, I'm going to come to you um, to uh, have a look at the forwards, uh, maybe Miles, the backs, mm -hmm. and then Lee and I will have a beer and chip in as we fancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think first thing I'd say is that we are, it's disappointing. We are, we are, we are disappointed. You know, straight after that game, we feel a bit flat. Um, but you know, it was still a good effort. It was a very good effort, and you know, we were up against it with with injuries. I mean, losing two big forwards like that early in the game, and then forwards knowing that they're not going to come off, and you know, we we haven't got a. Yeah, we did well. You could make an argument and say we did quite well considering the way it was. That's all I want to say to start with despite all of the frustrations of mm. everything we've just talked about. But Lee wants to butt in. I just want to say, I, I'm, I'm fed up with that argument now. I'm fed up with that. With, and, yeah. and not against yeah, you, no, no, but, but just just that kind of, they are, you know, oh, we, you know, we, we have met, you know, we, we've got squad injuries, left, right, and so every, yeah. every solid team's got injuries, yeah. every team. Yeah. Harlequins are players playing for England yesterday. You know what I mean. So, mm. it, and actually, it, it's just yeah. getting to that point where I'm just so pissed off with. Sorry for mm. the listeners. So fed up with that argument mm. of, is you know, it's, I know we've gone for all these scrum halves and but it's a squad game, and mm. you know, 
the mistakes we're making aren't because of the personnel we've got or not got on the field. It's because we're making these silly errors again every week, week after week. And so you yeah. are, you are, you know, factually mm. correct, but yeah. it's, it's just an argument I'm not, I, I'm not having anymore. Mm. Yeah. We'll go, let's go to performances. I wish I hadn't said that. Uh, can, can I just say as well for the listeners, it's, uh, it's gone six o'clock now and it's starting to get dark, but I don't know whether we're going to, whether someone's going to make a dash for the light switch to, because it, it, it's, it's like we're fumbling around yeah. in the dark at the moment, but then, you know, that people yeah. say that about our punditry. Well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like okay, so Pete, go on. We've before the aforementioned um, Jake the Jink, I thought we uh, we've already mentioned. Uh, given the context of him as a player, I think it's great to see him back in the fold and, and mm. playing well. Um, I mean, clearly Jake Heenan put a shift, uh, shift and a half, and a bit more in as well. Um, so and, and then of course you know Mr Reliable comes on quite quickly Joycey and I'd been jinxing him by saying oh I was saying Joycey Joycey never gets injured does he never gets injured uh, as we saw all these other forwards going off Lorraine um, Louise in front of us said uh, oh you'll jinx him now within about five minutes he had some sort of headshot and he's like he's oh, wandering was, around that, isn't that we thought it might be well, an HIA on Joycey but he you know mm. he shrugged it shrugged it off so yeah I mean yet again. He was there. He's the glue, the cement, whatever you want to call it, to, to hold it. I, I, apart from that, I mean, Dave Atwood, you've got to take your, your scrum cap off to Dave Atwood again. For as you said, he 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 had that look that look on his face. If we could see it, the realization early on that he had eighty minutes, but it didn't stop him galloping around a little bit, and, and obviously got his try. Mm. Um, but you know, so fair play again. I mean, the def- there were t- there were moments in the game where our defence was outstanding, mm. and we were pushing them back. But it's just that consistency. It's, it, I mean, I, I, you know, when you miss too many lineouts like that, you can't really. Give too yeah. many plaudits to, to the hookers, I'm afraid, this yeah. today, and they'll know that, and they'll, they'll know that they've got to do better. Uh, but I think, you know, I think the, I think uh, the Quins were pretty good. I, I think we've also got. I thought they were very good at the breakdown. They they mm. attacked our breakdown a lot. They've got some big old players. They've there. got some big ball carriers, big, oh, yeah. carriers big players, and I think I think we 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 forget that it isn't just about the kind of champagne rugby with Quins. I mean, it's based on some serious yeah. weight in that pack, and they. I mean, there were some units all over the place, and they attack as a team. And, and don't I they? think, yeah. yeah, and I think you know they weren't a pushover. So you know, the fact that we scored that many points, you could argue, is actually pretty good. So I think that the fact we were up against a serious pack at times we were outstanding as well pushing them back yeah. Um, so yeah I mean you know I, but yeah we didn't win no and I mean it was good to see Fitz Harding Fitz Harding back yeah. but oh, I, 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 I forget about um, I think it was it the number five and the number seven really big heavy ball yeah. carriers yeah. part of truckers truckers you know that was the Nathan Hughes role yeah you know that big physical take two or three defenders mm. with you get across the game line open them up um, you know he, he's there in Bath now whether he'll come back and play at all this season we don't know but uh, yeah so Miles let's come to you um, your thoughts on the backs um, yeah I thought the back line did pretty well to be perfectly honest with you I mean we had some supplementaries in the likes of Green and Rich Lane didn't we at 9 and 15 um, 
I, I, I thought I was less impressed with Green. I thought his box kicks weren't really coming to much, to be honest with you. They were going up and straight down and gaining no territory. That's what they're supposed to do, aren't they? Yeah, but, yeah, but, but fair enough. And I, I, mean, I, I did sort of say to Lee, I thought, I thought Strang should have come on a little bit earlier. He was for a quicker, quicker sort of throw from the back of the ruck. Sheeda was great, and we obviously we saw one of the his best kicks of the entire season, I mean, didn't we? It's 50-22, where it literally kissed the corner flag hmm. and, and, and it came inside and we got the put-in, uh, I mean, the, the, the line-out, which was fantastic. Um, and, and Eden came on at 65 minutes and I think by then we're, the game was, you could argue, almost won and he, he, wasn't, he couldn't really sort of implement his effectiveness. Purdy, great, Frisch. I think he was my sort of man of the man of the backs today. He was fantastic in his defence, in his attack, and we need to keep this boy. He's been amazing since he's been playing. He's fresh, fresh, he's exciting. He's so exciting. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um, but again, just to interrupt there, there was yeah. speculation in the, the rugby paper today it saying was. that French teams are looking at him, Irish teams are looking at him. I think he's growing in stature game by game. I do hope that we can make sure we yeah. can keep hold of oh, him. Absolutely. Because, you know, the um, the gap that we had when Siali Pietau left, we hadn't filled all season. But this last two or three games, yeah. whether it's in attack, whether it's in defence, he's just got that little acceleration as well through the gap, which is, is amazing. Great. And you do wonder, maybe we'll talk about this in the future, whether a sort of centre partnering of Frisch and O'Connor would be currently a bit more effective than, than Semi, who's but a bit less less sort of attacking than, than last season. He, he, he fumbled a ball again. The rejuvenated Leiwa was just excellent. He made some good metres. And I thought Rich Lane at fullback, uh, to come into his first starting lineup today, I thought he did a really good job. So I was quite impressed with him. So that was quite far. Yeah. That was quite far from Miles. There we are. <laughs> was, yeah. Probably because Wendy... I can't believe that, that you didn't mention Chris Fui though, because I, I thought oh, yeah. I thought Chris Fui he was outstanding in dispatches was was, was exactly because, what Do you know what? It's just because he always is. Yeah, that, I mean, that's right. the trouble, yeah. isn't it? Just, that is the so trouble. Consistently good, isn't he? He, he is he is Mr. Consistent. Didn't he? Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Okay, well, let's have a look at the rest of the round 20 results. Um, Worcester 35, Exeter 31 on Saturday. Exeter, of course, had a red card after 14 minutes. Uh, Leicester 47, London Irish 28. Big win for Leicester. Uh, Newcastle Falcons 21, Saracens 36. Sale 26, Gloucester 24. And then the other game today on Sunday... Uh, Northampton Saints 27 uh, Wasps 22 so again some some great games some really high scoring games and nobody really uh, ran away with anything um, ok so let us now um, you can tell this is live because I've you're Mr Organised I am so let's take a break because <laughs> you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Buzzsprout, and many, many more platforms. You can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're 
at Bears Beyond Gate and on Facebook you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm sorry now to disappoint listeners of the podcast, but for many, many reasons and personal reasons, we're going to find it very, very difficult to do a podcast next weekend. So it's going to be two weeks before the next instalment of Bears Beyond the Gate, which means we've got two games to preview. So um, because of that, we haven't been able to record a Pete's Premiership preview either. So it's oh, just a week off. It's just <laughs> going to be us. So uh, next Friday, we're at home. It's against Bath in the Premiership Rugby Cup. Uh, Pete, let me come to you. Um, it's difficult, really, to speculate on this because you, you've got to think with the injury crisis that we've got, Pat's not going to risk too no. many first-team squad on this game. No, I don't think so. It'll be very similar to the the, the first rounds uh, in the autumn when I one of the ones I went to in Exeter and then there was the Worcester one. And, and I think, despite the uh, the Prem Cup being much maligned, I think I'll be quite looking, quite looking forward to it actually to see to see some other players come out, see what else we've got in the squad. See the like, I'm sure the likes of Jack Bates will come out again. Mm-hmm. John Fricker. Hawkins, Toby Fricker. Is, Fricker, yeah. is, that, is, Fricker is he back? still injured? I don't know. He did some social media thing recently. He didn't look that injured when he was. He, he managed to open up um, Dave Atwood's locker, didn't he? On that. Um, did you see that? Right, he did, yeah, yeah. He, he, I thought he was very quite amusing actually. Yeah. He, had, he had a bit of David Brent about him. So um, yeah, I mean may, maybe not Fricker, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm, I don't think we can really speculate at all on uh, on what the we team will be like, no, what no, the game will be like. But I mean, we know the game will be like the game will always be. We'll try and throw it around a bit, I'm sure, and we'll probably we'll butcher a few lineups and we'll knock on when we're right on their line, and the ref will miss a few uh, a few obvious offsides, and uh, and there'll be a five minute delay while they're trying to figure out whether someone's gone high or whatever. So I'm sure it'll be fun, and, and actually, in some ways. A bit of a relief <laughs> from the from the you know from from games like today and it was a bit in the autumn. I, I think I said to you boys when I went up to Exeter, I went there with no you know there was no real pressure. Yeah. I just, it yeah. didn't really matter whether we won yeah. or not. I just was looking to to see what the performance was like and see what some of the youngins. Who knows? Someone unless I know Six Nations still going, is it? Because I was yeah. thinking someone like Bailey, Diego Bailey. Might get a look in, but he's obviously still going to be tied up with England under twenty. Mm. So yeah, good stuff. So there you go. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but he, 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 he took four minutes to yeah, say he had no yeah, idea. Yeah, it's almost a bit like a bit. Craig Maxwell Keys <laughs> making the decision. Ah, just beat me to it. Yeah. Um, I do think we'll see the likes of John Hawkins. Yeah. Get getting a run out, and you know, um, maybe Ashley Challenger, maybe in the front row, possibly. I, um, I, th- I think what you know, they're not going to risk a tight head. No, no. They're not. So you know, will Kloska come and play tight head? Um, they're not going to risk a scrum half. So God only knows if yeah, Andre is going to play scrum half. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, and probably full back as well. So you know, I think it will be kind of a patched up squad. But having said that, as a fan of Bristol rugby, it's great to see some of the up-and-coming players play yeah. in, in an important... Mm. Well, yeah. I say important game in a, a really competitive yeah. game. Uh, you know? it is, yeah, a competitive fixture, exactly. And and it's against Bath, it's local yeah. rival. So, you know, what, yeah. whatever we play absolutely. against them... And there's a bit of uh, payback required. So, yeah, yeah, for last yeah. weekend, absolutely. Yeah. There's yeah. a bit of it, isn't it? Uh, okay, well, let me come to Miles next. Um, uh, the Premiership game after that, so that's uh, in two weeks' time. I think it's Saturday, the twenty sixth of March. Yeah. 
uh, at White Hart Lane, the new Spurs Stadium. Um, it is Bristol away to Saracens. How do you think Pat's going to approach this one now? And uh, with with a, a list of injuries as long as your arm, um, all right, we've got a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but uh, what do you think as far as team selection compared to the team that we saw uh, that, that, that played today? Well, it's a couple of weeks away. Am I right? So the Six Nations will have been... Uh, over concluded um, and we know from yesterday's game that poor old Carl Sinclair was kept off for a HIA so if the however many days potentially it's a 12 day protocol I'm, someone will pick me up on that six six is it well, it depends. It depends and I don't know. And I don't know. You're right. I'm not too sure of the rules on rest periods. Whether you can choose later in the season to have that. We may have the likes of Sinclair uh, and Randall back, but this is speculative. I mean, goodness knows we we need them. Um, other than that, I don't really see in the next couple of weeks you know, there is talk of some uh, injured players being back in time for the European fixture against Sale. Uh, but that's a bit further on, isn't it? <laughs> Which injured players? Well, Morahan, Piatau, we've still right. got out. Um, uh, and Euron is, and is Euron supposed to be is, back for, for, for those games. Yeah, yeah. but I, th- I think from, from I think the, <laughs> for the Saracens games, probably... It's, it's unlikely, it, I think. It, it's unlikely. So this is only a couple of weeks away. We'll probably send out the, maybe a similar team to today. And we... You know, could have a nearly fully loaded Saracens team, and it'll be—it's not the home ground. Uh, it's at some substandard stadium somewhere in London, I understand. So, um, <laughs> oh, Tim Miles is looking at me. He's <laughs> fighting. High risk. I mean, it's going to be flipping tough. We, you know, Saracens are never easy. We could get absolutely slaughtered, and. I don't know. We're, I, I, I can't speculate on the team. It's going to be a couple of weeks away and hopefully a couple of injuries will I, be I, back. I think what you can probably say with some certainty is the fact that it's the big game for Saracens. They've hired White Hart Lane. Yeah. Then I, I think that the England players will have to have a week's rest, but they can choose when that week's mm. rest is. Yeah. They ain't going to rest their England yeah. contingent contingent for no. the game up to uh, White Hart Lane. No. So I think we're going to see a, a fully powered up uh, Saracens. Pete, any thoughts from you on, mm. um, you know, Jonathan Foa, we haven't seen him for a while, came on, played a half. Do you think he's a possibility to start well, at uh, tight head? Well, if he doesn't play in the Premiership Cup game, you know, you'd think he'd have to because, like, he didn't look like he picked up. How unless he picks up an injury like, in training? Obviously, that's the other risk. <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem logical that he wouldn't. Or chopping start, vegetables. Or chopping yeah, vegetables. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think the interesting thing about the Saracens game is that obviously it was the first game of the season. And we had a very, very specific game plan that, that day, which was all about kicking. Try, trying to get a first level 50 22 yeah. in there. And, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and of course, Pat probably decided to do that, rightly, because he wanted to try and get a good start <laughs> to the season and, and you know made a call on changing our game plan for Saracens, very horses for courses wise. Is it worth doing that now just for the hell? I mean, why don't we just. 
just play our own thing and just you know just say look the matter who it is we play against we just be true to our own mm -hmm. game plan so so I'm wondering you know my, my question is would we go back to that or do you think it's like well we've got nothing to lose now let's just keep playing the way we play stick that, semi on the wing for that, maybe I've got to say to listeners it's now very very dark in this it room. is very well, dark Lee has put his little light on the switches just behind you Lee's <laughs> put the light on above his extractor fan but uh, it's not uh, made much difference uh, oh there we go oh, oh that was bright okay now we've got some light so Lee I can see you had your hand up so you want to get <laughs> yeah, no, that I, in the comment I just want to say I, I that, that first game against Saris that 50-22 scenario I mean that was there was there was two things from the start of the season that that we failed miserably, miserably. and it was that, and it was the the fact we had no preseason yeah. and winning, and, I, and, and yeah, I mean, you know, going into the season with no preseason games at all, and that whole concept of how we were going to play that fifty twenty two, to me, that just that set us back so many weeks, and you again, you got to look at the coaching. Mm. Yeah, I think it was interesting as well looking today when you see um, obviously every game you've got your, your starting 15, the eight that are on the subs bench, then you usually have six or seven that also warm up just in case there's any injuries uh, for, for the 23 when they warm up. Uh, and there was Dan Thomas and Harry Thacker. So yeah. you've probably got to suspect mm. that the two of them are going to be, if not starting, in the 23 next time round. Especially as it wasn't a uber impressive performance certainly with line out throws from um, yeah, from Burn and nice. Kerr um, so I, I, I would see those two potentially coming back now talking about injuries Luatua I think he had his arm nestled in his shirt that looked like shoulder collarbone mm -hmm. uh, kind of injury whether he's going to be out um, and um, Jeffries Jeff sure looks yeah he, he he was really hobbling when he came back to the, the halfway line after he scored that try. That didn't look particularly good, did it, either? No. So uh, you, you do wonder whether those two, Thacker and um, Dan Thomas, will be, will be straight back in. Um, and, you know, will Pat, if Sinclair's available, is he going to rest him for that week? I don't know. No. Don't, like, based on what you said, Tony, which is a very good point, the Saracens aren't. They're going to put them all in. I think we're just going to have to... Yeah, we, we don't want to go to White Hart Lane and get absolutely mullered. Mm. So we've got to put up a... Because, you know, we've got to put up a big performance because there'll be a lot yeah, of fans yeah, yeah, going. On. Like for us, for example. Yeah. You know, a whole, an, another all-dayer. I don't think I can cope. But, uh, <laughs> well, this one really is an all-dayer because we're leaving at 8.30 in the morning, aren't we, on the yeah, train? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think there's a responsibility for, uh, for the club. To put on a show for us boys, for us fans, not just boys obviously, or, or, but us fans that are going. Or do you think, actually, we're probably not going to get anything out of it? And is it is it Northampton the week? Yeah, Saints away. Yeah. Yeah. away. Do you Saints think away. give Sinclair a week off? I mean, I think Harry will come back in. Yeah, but do you give Sinclair a week off and target the Saints game? Uh, rather than, than Saracens mm. I don't know it'll be mm. interesting well let's let's have a look at the predictions um, we'll come to Miles oh first. he's put me at the top of the list this, this, this is for the Saracens Saracen because game. for the Bath game we don't we, know we what don't know kind what of team is going to turn up so let's do our predictions okay. for the Saracens game um, I'm going to go for 
It might be closer than we think. Uh, Saracens, 28. Bristol, 24. Oh, that's a close one. And I just want to say, because I haven't got my notebook, because we've come and done this right after mm. the game. I can't remember the predictions from last week, I think. I was closest. Most of us were lost, were we? We went for a loss, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. we, yeah. Yeah, um, so, I'll, well, well, let's give it to you anyway, well, Lee. I'd rather not take it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're <laughs> you can have it, too. <laughs> Pete, your thoughts? There were some moments today when we... When we, we we played superb, didn't we, rugby? Where we went through the hands right in front of us in the dome, and there was a few down the line where the, the boys they just get it, they pop, pop it, pass it, run. So I always feel we're going to score tries, and actually we scored more tries in the second half of this season than we did in the first. So I think we will score tries, but I think we're just going to get choked by the Saracens, and it will be another disappointing away game, I'm afraid. So I'm going to say twenty seven. 15 to Saracens. Uh, Disappointing. I'll, I'll go next because Lee's got the pen. Um, I, I can't see us getting anything out of this. I think it will be Saracens 35, Bristol 21. Mm. Well, but, that, <laughs> but 50 points Second. on an away trips, at least something in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I can't even add to the optimism, <laughs> you boys. I, I just I, I feel like we're we're in for a, a pretty big pasting at Saris, if I'm honest. So I'm going to go 18, 26 to Saris. Yeah. Well, let's hope we're proved wrong. <laughs> um, we've we've got a nice trip. We've got the train all yeah. booked, ready yeah. to to go. So. Uh, Look forward to going to White Hart Lane. I've not heard anything about the the ticket sales, but hopefully there'll be a a, a decent crowd because uh, much as a as a West Ham fan, I hate to say this, it is it is a cracking stadium. Mm. Um, <laughs> bit of a pain to get to, um, but uh, a cracking stadium when you when you, you can get always inside. use your tube tickets to get up the uh, the I Street there, boys. So yeah, we're going Paddington. Are we going to go breakfast? Um, early, like late brunch when we get there? Are we going to uh, stick around West London and then go over to North well, London? Well, this is what? the thing. Or do, do we go uh, an early breakfast in Bristol? What time is tra- what's time? What time we get the train? I think the train's about nine o'clock. Yeah. So, so is there, mm. there a breakfast on? The, I mean, this, I'm sure our listeners are fascinated <laughs> to know about You say that, but there'll be some out there. They've got the same dilemma. Yeah, yeah, they want to know: is it breakfast Bristol? Is it? Anyway. You're not going to do it on the train, are you? As long as you're there, but there's a three pm kickoff. That's your only uh, uh, fixed yeah. time, Pete. I'm thinking a quick bacon sandwich before, <laughs> yeah. and then we have a, a bigger brunch when we get maybe in the Paddington area. Well. I don't know. Or do, do, do you get out to, to to you know White Hart Lane? Do you get out to Tottenham? Because I went to see the American football there a few months ago, and um, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's there's an old urinal that's been turned into a bar. <laughs> oh. I'm just fascinated to see yeah, what it's what like. Serving. I, that's I, on the, I, I know the place. Se- is it the yeah, Saint Sisters Road? Yeah, I know yeah. the place yeah. very well actually because I've uh, I've actually had a beer and a pee at the same time. <laughs> no, um, no. As a Spurs fan, I would say though, Pete, it, it, it is like Tony said, better to get up there, yeah, yeah. and it, you know, and kind of circle line, yeah, circle line, or you can then go Northern, Paddington, then Victoria, you know, yeah, King's Cross, yeah. up to Seven Sisters or Tottenham High Street, yeah. yeah, it's a couple of ways, but we're not going to stop at 
maybe the British Museum on the way. Madam <laughs> <laughs> Two Swords. <laughs> I mean, we haven't been, I haven't been up that London for a long time. Uh, well, he is, uh, isn't I it? don't think so, no. I think it's, uh, as you say, maybe a bacon sandwich, I think. Get to Paddington, get out to Tottenham reasonably early. Yeah. Uh, beer and lunch, um, three o'clock kick-off. I've got Jot, to say, man. you know, you probably want to you preload a little bit because it ain't cheap in that Tottenham mm. Hotspur Stadium. Mm. Um, and then we're going to probably head off straight after the game, get back to the Paddington area... And then maybe watch a bit of it. I think it's England, Switzerland. What, for a, a kind of early supper? Early supper, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cheese and biscuits. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a glass of port. <laughs> Come on, Lee, I'm glad we're not going, mate. This is sounding like... Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot well, it's just me and Tony, didn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Miles. I don't know why you're spending so much time just That's deliberating it. just you and Tony. That's a real <laughs> kick in the teeth for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm missing those cream crackers. For, for, for all our listeners, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> Lee isn't going to be able to make it... Um, Miles all along hasn't been available this weekend, so it'll only, only be myself and uh, Pete. But I mean, there is a ticket, a train ticket, there is a, a, a stadium ticket, there is a spare ticket. And if any of our listeners fancy uh, coming along with uh, half of Bears Beyond <laughs> the Gate for uh, for this trip, then uh, please get in contact with us on Twitter on our email, which is Bears Beyond. <laughs> Thegate at gmail.com and uh, there you, and you, then, you, you, you could be an honorary Tony, BBTG how are we going to choose from this sort of several hundred <laughs> requests that are going to have you got a plan are we going to pull names out of a hat or is there some sort of online choose thing that we can do well we'll, we'll have to we'll have to have a we'll look have we'll have to work out because there's no, no gooners involved in that so, <laughs> so Joycey's yeah. got, got no chance yeah um, okay well let's let's move along um couple of other things I just wanted to talk about. Um, one was our new signing, uh, the big jock, Magnus, oh, yeah, yeah. that uh, yeah. arrived. Mr. Bradbury. Uh, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about hitting the game line. He's a big lad. He's a, he's a proper out-and-out <laughs> out number eight, isn't he? He's yeah. someone that's going to... Although he does play around the back road, doesn't he? He, he does he play does. around the yeah. back road, but from what I've seen on the kind of showreels, mm. he, he, he's had a big he's number eight. He's an eight, isn't he? He's an eight. Yeah. He, he's a bulky, big lad that I think will... Be a fire in his belly. Which is quite belly. interesting to see whether then Fitz drops in... It seven mm-hmm. maybe, and then potentially you know because I mean we there's been a lot of talk. I know we, we'll probably get into this a bit later on, but there's been a lot of talk about him and possibly yeah moving on and so yeah. But I do think he's a, he's he's definitely an eight for me. Yeah, yeah. So again, it, quite an exciting signing, but again, someone that we're going to lose for the Autumn Internationals that we will probably lose for the, for the Six Nations uh, as well. But uh, we w- welcome him to, uh, to, to the club. Uh, and then the other thing to talk about um, was uh, the Bristol Boys' performance at the weekend for England. Um, Pete, you're a resident scrum half correspondent. Um, <laughs> how, how did you rate Harry's performance? I mean, he doesn't look out of place, does he now? I mean, that is... That is where, as good as it gets almost in terms of pressure and uh, uh, in, and the intensity of an inter, of, of a test match. Mm. Uh, you know, with a crowd behind you, but with the Irish, you know, one man up, and, and, and knowing that you have that pressure that you got that you've got to uh, 
put a standout for the uh, holdout. Sorry for for that month, that time. And your, your scrum half is a major major part of that. And and I thought he he played as well as he could. I, I mean, he certainly didn't look out of place at that level. Um, you know, he, he didn't do anything wrong. He, his kicking is getting better and better. I think. Mm. And I think the only thing I can say is that when he was substituted after fifty two minutes, which you know seemed quite early. Mm. We lost the game, and we, you know, I, I don't want to have a again. I don't want to make a personal thing about Ben Youngs, because he's. But did he change the game when he came on? The, the question is, he, he, you know, and I know people say, well, it wasn't just him. His other things as well, but it, he's not. You know, why finish with somebody that really isn't really a finisher when you've got your finisher already on the pitch? Just keep him on there. I, mean, I don't. I don't understand this thing about players not being a play eighty minutes. So. Great, but it's great to see Randall fit. Great to see him playing well, and I think it's great for Bristol because he's going to come back a an even better player than mm. he is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Miles, you touched on it earlier. Uh, Carl Sinclair's performance um, looked okay, but then nasty knock and uh, head injury assessment. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure that the minutes he was on the pitch, but um, he seemed pretty good up until then. I think. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate, isn't it? You know, the protocols are what they are for safety reasons and we might see him back in a Bristol shirt earlier than we thought. But, yeah, he was great. Um, I mean, and moving aside, not quite a Bristol player, but for one for next season, I thought Ellis, Gen- Ellis Genge was just immense. Genge. Yeah. Ellis Genge. Ellis Genge. Ellis Genge. So yeah. that's, 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 that was great to see, I think. Well, let me come to the, the, the out-and-out Bristolian in the yeah, uh, yeah. Bears Beyond the Gate squad. I mean, Ellis was really fired up. Oh, he, he? he absolutely served Furlong all day long, didn't he? He and did. You know, I was so proud of it. I mean, because it, it was a backs to the wall performance after what? How many seconds? 52 seconds? 82. 82, 82 seconds. <laughs> I mean, we're all watching the game thinking, you know, come on. It's, I mean, it was always going to be a tight game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's Eels tackle. Come on. It, it, it wasn't. It was a shambles, wasn't mm-hmm. it? It was like, it was like watching New Lago. Lago. Lango. Lango, even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. New and I just thought, Arden is so strong, you know, we're going to struggle. But actually, the performance was fantastic. And, and Genge was the heartbeat of that that kind of resistance, you know. It's like we were right up against the wall. And to be honest, boys, there's no better person that you want up against the wall than a Bristolian. There we are. There we are. There we are. Well, I'm not sure about his, can I just say something about his moustache though? Yeah, he's, he's a bit. The, the little cut there lines in his cut lines yeah. in his hair and his tash. The trouble is, it's high risk. I mean, it, he pulled it off because he was just unbelievable. <laughs> if he had, had a shocker, <laughs> you've got. It's, it's high. I mean, fair play to him for going that mm. that risky. But. High risk game, high risk haircut. Mm. It pulled. You know, and Ellis, if, you, if you are listening, I can supply Pete's home address. <laughs> <laughs> But please don't kneecap him, otherwise we'll never hear the, uh, the rest of it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Wouldn't say long, would it? Yeah. It's, I mean, you don't often see moustaches outside of Movember, do you? No, 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 you don't. And do you know what? It's, so it's quite unusual to see, so fair play. But do you know what else just struck me? I think it was the Wales-France game, which is we're not talking about, but did any of you see that game on Friday? And one of the yeah. Wales plays is something that I have been going on about for years, is when you're just outside the end, there, you're there 22... Put an up and under that you're aiming to kind of land 
on the goalpost, and Wales did it. Wales did a Gary Owen to try and land it yeah. on the crossbar to yeah. kind of create chaos, and it did. It created chaos, and I, I thought we don't see enough of that. Don't see enough moustaches out of November. <laughs> don't see enough Gary Owens right, like aimed at their at the opposition's goalpost. So there you on, go. On that note, the Welsh were unlucky. Actually, yeah, they were. Yeah. French, they played really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see that uh, that final weekend and uh, whether uh, England can uh, stop France on their uh, their Grand Slam. Uh, uh, right, so uh, we'll look forward to seeing that next weekend. Okay, well, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, as ever, thank you, Lee, for hosting. Uh, it's been quite an experience doing this right after, literally 30 minutes after the game. So uh, if you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review or rating for us on your podcast platform. We'll be back in two weeks' time. That's two weeks' time with our review of the Bath and Saracens games. Uh, which will include where we went for breakfast on the the way up. Uh, And we'll also have a preview of the Northampton game. So uh, so until then, uh, goodbye, stay safe, and come on, Briz. Briz.